Hello, hello. Hello, punters, and welcome to Locked In. Spring is in the air. Uh, Got to get the cliches in there nice and early, but um, it is a, a big weekend. The run to the Rose, the Ming Dynasty, the, the fee and stakes down in Melbourne. It's all happening. Joining me this week, we've got Matthew Zemmett, Blake Johnson, and the head, Patrick Allendorf, back for another uh, another episode. So, boys, how are we? Uh, Zemmett, start with you, mate. Fantastic. Thank you, mate. Yeah, we were just discussing before uh, pressing record. It's like uh, second job time now, hey? Um, full-time punters, all this uh, all this form to do, all these great horses returning. Loving it, mate. It's a, it's a great time uh, Great time for us racing fans. It's a, um, I was talking in a group chat during the week. It's, um, it's a full circle, this punting sort of thing. Like, yeah, especially once Saturdays come around and it's like, sort of like Sunday, you do a bit of reviews and listen to a few podcasts and then Mondays and nominations and the all-in markets are back out. So it's, uh, it's all happening. BJ, um, plenty of work involved, mate, but you're finding winners. Yeah, um, it's Saturday race day, Sunday off, and then you're back into it on a Monday. So it's exciting times. Uh, we've got some good horses back, got the good three-year-olds starting to get back to the track, got horses trialling on Mondays, absolutely flying. What do you reckon, Pat? You excited? I'm pretty excited. I'll tell you what, I'm more excited than the big fella who couldn't make it today to host. What about uh, Woodhead out with Influenza A? Yeah, he's struggling. He said it's the sickest he's ever been, so. Well, I'm not, <laughs> I can't lie. I've I've been doing the books for you guys for a little bit, and uh, he's out of sick days, so these will be unpaid leave. Oh, <laughs> poor Woodhead. You, you would have seen him sick occasionally, once or twice in the past. Well, he said Self-inflicted. Oh, yeah. This yeah. one, he said he has uh, influenza A, and it's because I was back. He hadn't seen me in a while. He thinks the A stands for Allendorf. <laughs> that's that's, that's, <laughs> terrible. Oh, that's, that's terrible. terrible. <laughs> Got laughed out of me. I some of my best, some of my best <laughs> yeah. work I'm throwing up there. And you boys with the full time jobs looking into the futures bets. Futures bets is like crystal ball. It's like reading the tea leaves. I just listen to what Sam has. You to did say. a stock market degree. Stock didn't you, market. Mate? I always remember when you went to uni, didn't you do some sort of a stock market? Oh, don't get me started on you, Zami. Don't get me started on you, mate. The uh, that wasn't that wasn't about me. That was about yeah, you, mate. That stock market degree. It's as it's as good <laughs> as the tab tickets that I punt with. I think <laughs> you've made use it's, of it. Uh, yeah, it, it leans up against the wall over there. It actually, holds the door open, so it has it has come to good use. That uh, that framed little piece of paper over there. Oi, boys! While while we're at it, while we're at it. While we're at paying bills, who uh, did anyone back a winner on the weekend? Give us your best best result for over the weekend. I know Zami's been uh, – he actually texted me early to ask this question on the show today. But there you go. <laughs> there you go, Tom Kitten, mate. What a result that was. was Big Tomcat. That was, that was two weeks result. ago. <laughs> oh, was that two weeks ago? No, what was last week? I'm still, I'm still, still really – uh, just oh, Pericles! Pericles is a good result. Last week. Just get there. Um, as for oh, those, those last three, those last three in Melbourne were just punters' paradise, wasn't it? It was Benedetta, Asfora, Mister Brightside. Mm. Punters just went bang, bang, bang. Yeah, that was um, it was nice. Mine was yeah, State of America at Hawkesbury. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. That was my best. That's my <laughs> that's pretty lean day. 
Sorry, it, it won. It, it had the race won a long way from out, a long way from home. But I don't have many bets on a Saturday, so that's mine. Right time of year. Hopefully, we can see the punters into a few. Um, we'll be using all of Dabble's prices today. They're, of course, the uh, the major sponsor of Locked In. So good to have the boys on board. We tipped a few winners on the live stream on Saturday. So hopefully, a few more this weekend. And um, we're going to do the run to the Rose, which is race eight at Rose Hill. Race nine is the Theo Marks. And then we'll head to the Mooney Valley. Um, we're going to get the, the first up run of Giga Kick there, race eight, the McEwen Stakes, and then race nine, the Fian. So eight and nine in both Melbourne and Sydney. We might kick off in Melbourne. We'll go We'll go to the um, one of the best horses in the country, if not the best, uh, for race eight, the McEwen Stakes, where Giga Kick returns. He's a $1.90 favourite there with Dabble. Imperatriz, the Kiwi mare, um, still a little bit of a touchy subject for myself and, and no doubt Matthew Zemet from uh, when she just got beaten by Artorias in the Canterbury Stakes earlier in the year. I just had to bring that up and a little bit of a, a backstab, but it's a, it's a self-inflicting wound anyway. Uh, and then the Queenslander, Rothfire, 550. Acro Manchula, $9, rounds out those in single figures. So I think we said, Maddie Zemet, we're going to start with you, mate. Uh, 45 seconds. BJ, you got your timer and your buzzer ready to ready to rock and roll there timekeeper give me a chance give me a chance bj this is uh this is my horse um doesn't need much of an intro i think i tip him every time you guys invite me on this show um giga kick he's on a mission to prove he's the best sprinter in the country uh if he's not already um i think the only chink in this horse's armor is that he tends to be ridden off pace and um i don't think that necessarily works against him here it looks like a a fair old battle uh between the rest of them up front here uh looks sticky for imperatrice i'm really not sure what they do uh but i do know uh what giga kick does and that is he'll be smoking his pipe just behind him uh come around that bend it'll be left right good night and uh he'll nail them in the last 50 meters uh first up last prep although beaten i thought was the performance <laughs> of a winner and something like that uh, is good enough to win here over a thousand meters that was surely oh, early. There's no way that was get lost. A... <laughs> that was that was that was fifty four. Oh, I gave you an extra ten. No, you were generous. You were generous. He was generous. Get, <laughs> get the get the clock in. No, we can actually change the rules today. There's no clock. It's just when I get bored. <laughs> I knew it was shorter than forty five. <laughs> Patrick, are you with uh, Giga Kick or are you going a little bit of value? I suppose in the small field. Ah, uh, this is an easy one to kick off with. I feel like Christmas has come early when I saw this price. I think even at the dollar ninety, absolute gift. It's like just receiving a present. I thought the place price should have been the win price. So I think it'll jump out like Remark did last week and sit four wide. Could easily sit six wide, jumping from barrier six, and it'll uh, it'll be running straight past these guys, giving him absolute wind burn. So I think this is an easy one to kick off with. It kick a kick. Lovely, BJ. Three from three. Yeah, three from three. Uh, it's not hard to, to find him. I know he's probably not. His pep trip isn't 1,000 metres, but how good was he first up last preparation behind passive aggressive? Missed the start. I know he was a big drifter in the market, but that last 600, 800 metres was outstanding. So I think you'll be winning. Mm. Wouldn't be surprised he ends up in a, in a golden eagle, this horse, give you a kick. Uh, they try him out over a bit further after uh, after the Everest. Um Really interesting to see where he where he gets to this prep. Well, I'd love to see it, Sam. I would love to see it. I, I don't like these horses just staying in their lanes. Mm. It's nice yeah. to see them be tested. Yeah, well, that um, that Everest into Golden Eagle 
prep uh, is becoming a well-worn path now. It's, it was a bit odd when it first started happening. I think sunlight was one of the first ones to do it early on. But, um, yeah, it's a well-worn path now. Um, well, we're going to lock in. We're going to lock in Giggy Kick, obviously. Um, I don't know. You, you just can share that one. It was, it was too easy. All right, race nine. Race nine, another uh, boom horse. Not that we can call Giggy Kick a boom horse anymore, but it is the fee and stakes, winning you in into the Cox Plate. Um, over the mile there at the Valley, Globe is that horse I speak of. Four from four with Jamie Carr on board. $3.10, Tuvalu, $5. Attrition, seven fifty, and Pinstripe with the Mr. Brightside form, $8, rounding out those runners in single figures. Zamet, um, saw one of your tweets earlier in the week. I think I know which way you're going here if you're sticking solid. Yeah, you do. Uh, Globe looks very promising, but those odds are poison. Far too much risk here for me. Speed drawn inside out. First up over a mile in the deep end. All of it still to prove. Not for me. Uh, looking for something with more of a proven profile, a bit more fitness, a decent map. I think just sitting off the speed is the place to be here with the last shot at them, and that's attrition for me. Highly promising autumn three-year-old. Can't believe he got run down that Australian Guineas, um, and he's importantly proven himself at weight for age level as a four-year-old with that first up run in the PB Lawrence uh, behind the informed horse of the spring there, Mr. Brightside. A couple of the rivals alongside him there, but he had the hardest run out of all of them and uh, was just as good as any of them in the last 100. Uh, $7.50 still value for me. Lovely. I still don't know how he got beaten in that um, Australian Guineas either. Um, I had a ticket at 100 to 1 in that, so I'm still still hurting. But anyway, Patrick, um, are you with the favourite here, mate? I am with the fave here, and I thought it was just going to be an easy piggyback off the back of Zamet. But, Zami, I don't think you should talk yourself out just of these. We're not, we're not worried about the price. We're more worried about tipping winners. <laughs> I know that, mate. I know that. I'm not worried about value. Just It happens to be an added bonus. But did you see this bloke's jump out the other day? It was absolutely unbelievable. It left the others for dead. I, I never just, thought I'd never thought I'd hear those words coming from Pat Allendorf. Did you see that horse's jump out? I know. You know I'm not a big fan of the old jump You're outs. a cultured punter these days, mate. Very you know, cultured. You know I'm not a big fan of the old jump outs, but this this horse has the potential to be an absolute champion. I'm throwing it out there. After four starts, where uh, it could have the C status next to its name. This after this preparation, so I'm on the globe. I'm on the globe bandwagon too. I'm going to take the all up on the weekend. Giga kip into globe. Watch me just collect. See you later. Nice. I've got a mate that's saying he's he could be the best horse on the planet, and I'm like, mate, <laughs> get take your hand off it. If if globe is the pardon the pun, yeah, yeah, pardon the pun. He said, surely, yeah. Tell your mate, <laughs> just say best horse on the globe. Yeah. <laughs> You don't have to think of another word for it. Pull up the old thesaurus. Yeah. <laughs> All right, PJ. Um, fee and stakes. Are you are you on the globe bandwagon? Yeah, not yet. <clears throat> not yet. Um, what he did in his first preparation was outstanding, but this is a this is a new level. What he, he won his maiden um, in March, and and in May he won a benchmark 100 running time. But uh, this is a different level. Uh, the horse that I think can win the race is number three, Francesco Gardi. Last time he was here, uh, he put in a best-of-the-day performance. Uh, outstanding win. I know it was over 2,500 metres, but what he did first up in the wink stakes was that of a horse that is going to have a very good campaign. He was in the worst part of the track. He hit the line sweetly, big drop-off late. 
gets to a mile now. We know he likes Mooney Valley and he will be running on. So I'm going to have something on Francesco Gardi. Mate, it's got those two fateful words that you never want to hear a trainer say to you if you own a horse. Needs Mm. further. Well, he was a he was a eighteen hundred <laughs> meter horse at one stage, so this would have been right up his wheelhouse. This it's true. Waller never really extended him until the end. That's right. That's very true. This is a cup horse now. This isn't a a miler, is it? Surely. Yeah. Not. Well, we've seen horses. We've seen Melbourne Cup horses run very well in this race in the past, and. Uh, Fiorente, I think, think did he, he win this on the way? He really might have. I think uh, oh. did Surprise Baby win this sure or did. run second in this on his way to the his second Melbourne Cup when he started favourite? You, I, I don't think he won it, but I think he flashed home, yeah. You would know that, Blake. You invested the GDP of Gold Coast on Surprise Baby in one Melbourne yeah, Cup. Yeah, and he started favourite too. But I'll also go as far to say, I bet you Blake was tipping Globe then and then he heard me tip and he went to his Francesco yeah, Guardian. So I always so. have a backup. Think of that what you will, Nick, when you're going to Locking Globe. Um, I actually, I've had something on myself. I've had something on Forgot You um, at, at 50s. Um, he's unbeaten at the Valley. I know that you got to go back to his three-year-old season and even his two-year-old season, but he was a stuck stakes winner. Um, he was 18 months off the scene going into that PB Lawrence first up where he, he got back and hit the line nicely behind um behind Mr. Brightside and Co. So I've had something on him, but I think that's the right form line. So I'm going to lock in attrition for, for Zemmett. Um, he's been one of mine. It was going to have to be hard to, to get me to sway to Francesco Guardi or Globe. So we're locking attrition there in the fan. Good call, Nicolas. Sorry, boys, I didn't know we were doing the best outsider. It's not a very show. good race, really, we is it? Doing, I thought we were just doing locked <laughs> in. <roughing. laughs> you just tipped in all the favourites, haven't you, buddy? Uh, a range market tip the top. Uh, uh, market order. Alrighty, well, up, head up, to, head up to Sydney. This is where Blake has been has been waiting for us to get to. It's race eight, the run to the rose, the the key lead up, I suppose, to the Golden Rose in a fortnight. Um, Cylinder, your even money favourite there, coming off a, a narrow win in the Vein Stakes. Libertad, unbeaten Colt, trying to make it four from four, and Don Corleone. Maddie, uh, I know you're a bit of a Cylinder fan. You're a Blue Army fan. I know that much, but are, are you yeah. with? Uh, the favourite here? Yeah, I've, I've got him on top. Maybe not over the line like every uh, man and his dog seems, seems to have him uh, here. Uh, clearly on top and exposed form, mm. but it's that upward spiral and potential of Libertad that worries me a little. Um, he wasn't ready at all first up, but he's won anyway, and I reckon he'll be greatly improved. Um, but I'm not sure he's going to reach Cylinder's level. I, I'm sure Cylinder goes ahead again up to 1,200, looks a better horse 1,200 than 1,100 to me on what we've seen. Uh, he's clearly the class, um, and and he should be winning, should be winning on Saturday. Patrick, cylinder should be winning. Nah, yes, no. no. After last start at Caulfield, I felt like watching Cylinder would have been like, say, watching a good movie and turning in the the show off with five minutes to go or something like that. It just it left me less than satisfied watching it win by what was it a short half head or something like that. So I'm happy to bin it. I'm not going to lie here, guys. I've got a bit of stable mail about a horse in this race. And I know I've been told not to say anything, but Libertad, (laughs) I've been speaking to someone on the ground there and I'm hearing it is absolutely flying. I told him not to tell me if he didn't want me to say anything. 
and he still told me, so I'm guessing that he didn't mind if I let it out. So for me, this horse is tough as. Its win last prep against Saltaire where it fought back off the deck was awesome. Uh, first up was tough again. I think we're looking at a tough horse here. And it's just like just like myself. It's going to run right through that buzzer, run right through the line and win this race. <laughs> I actually gave you some extra then too. I was like, I wonder if he can hear the buzzer. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, you gave him one each. I've been doing the epilogue. You shouldn't be starting the time when I'm when I'm okay, doing sorry. the little butter epilogue sorry. against. You cylinder. let me know when I should start the time. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it, BJ. Your cylinder, your cylinder, surely. Yep, um, with the cylinder, I think he's a very good horse. Uh, back to him as if he was unbeatable first up. He got the job done. It was a slowly run race, so don't worry about the margins. His last 600 was pretty elite. I don't think they got to the bottom of him. Um, and we're going to see the best of him on Saturday. So, yep, lands in the right spot. I think Nash is going to suit him, and he's very hard to beat. Okay, Nick, come on. Tip something like Nadal or Kadinsky Extract or Missile Defence. Come on, give us your best outsider in the race. Let's go, mate. I actually, in all honesty, I, I had something triple figures, Missile Defence with the blinkers on getting some clipped. Um, <laughs> he was actually right. Oh, God, exactly yeah. right. I... Um, I, I had a bit of a squeeze through the form last night, and I thought, oh, this horse sort of probably should have should have been in cigar flick on debut, and then uh, in a dead heat last start at, at Newcastle or Hawkesbury somewhere, and um, it was a good run, a little bit wayward, and I saw blinkers, and I thought oh, that that could be interesting, and then I went over and had a look, and it was two hundred to one. I nearly fell off my chair, but um, I think he's an emergency in the in the Ming Dynasty too at fourteen hundred, which probably suits a little bit better. Um, but I'm going to lock in the cylinder, just the weight of numbers. Sorry, Pat, but I'll, I'll give this one to BJ. Um, get him on the board, hey? Thanks, mate. I haven't seen a stitch up like this since, buddy, Michael Devere in State of Origin. <laughs> this is an absolute staple job. I didn't job. know where Michael that was going, but that was good. That's pretty good. Oh, God. Come on, boys. <laughs> I'm the guest on this show, and I had, I've got men on the ground. I've got men well, on the ground. You might get the next one locked in if you tip You're doing the hard yards for us. All right. Well, the next race, race nine, the Theo Marks um, ballot exemption in the Epsom handicap. So that's always exciting. But 1,300 metres, Rose Hill, uh, wide open betting affair this. It's um, with double, you've got Kovalika and Nugget equal $6 favourites. And then you've got Madame Pomery and Argentia at $6.50 apiece. Um, Golden Mile cross talk, $9. And there's, there's a swag of runners there um, at $11 as well. So really sticky sort of betting race i think it's there's plenty of value if you can find it so matthew uh, which way are you going here yeah hard race uh i love kovalika out of the race but not in the race um yeah look i, I found it tough but I, I thought i'd land around madame pomery and uh the horse named after pat nugget and uh, the inevitable, the Tassie Tiger, and it's the latter that I've uh, I've landed on. The inevitable. I think he's the forgotten horse here. Double figure odds, crazy. Uh, he blew past Nugget in the All Star Mile last start. Um, amazing run to run third to Mister Brightside there. He's always run well here. Uh, generally, always run run well here whenever he's come across uh, the water. Um, I think he won a Silver Eagle a few years ago over thirteen hundred um, yeah. uh, in a spring. Um, I genuinely think. He's been forgotten about. He should be single-figure odds. 
uh, really lets you down as a punter. Uh, happy to be with him. He's going to get into a great spot and just needs a steer and some luck at the right time. That's the inevitable. I didn't know the spirit of Tasmania sailed all the way up to Parramatta Ferry Wharf, but <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. Via ride. Tip and a Tassie. Okay. <laughs> We've got it all on this show. That's it. <laughs> Obviously, you're tipping a mainlander then, Pat. A what? <laughs> a mainlander, yeah. Oh, mate. Stay on the mainland for me, mate. There, I think you'd have to be loyal as a Labrador to be tipping uh, Golden Mile. I was looking at Nugget. I reckon Nugget, it's, it's going to play into our hands with Kovlika. I know you didn't like it in the race, Sammy, but I think it might just sit back smoking its pipe while Nugget tears it up up front. And uh, this horse, untapped potential, has got a huge prep ahead of it. It uh, it rocketed home at Newcastle. I watched him one of the replays and thought, if this horse has furnished a bit from that last prep in um, in Brisbane, then it could really be anything. So I'm going with Kavlika at the $6, and we'll probably look back at this and go, wow, I can't believe it was ever $6. Mm, yes. The um, For those that are uh, that are going to be watching this, and Pat's playing into my hands because he's the phone the phone background, Kovalika. So play the um, play the host, not the game, <laughs> hey? Thanks for telling me that before the show, Mick. I had to get <laughs> one in. Suck. <laughs> Go on, Blake. Uh, I'm with Golden Mile. I, I'm a very loyal man, Pat, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with him. Uh, he was back he was heavily supported first up behind I am me and and that horse uh, Big Parade. I know you t- tipped him, Pat, and did some money on him and the late Big Parade broke down. Um but that was a complete excuse. And then he went into the wink, wink stakes and he was a bit plain there. Uh, but I think we can forgive that run. Uh, blinkers go back on. Nash suits. Uh, he's, I think this is his trip. I think 12 to 1,400 metres is probably uh, his pet trip. So I'm going to tip Golden Mile. I think he can bounce back. Geez, Nash will have to buy one of those big North Face backpacks and put it in there and carry it across the line, I'd say, to... Erase that ninth and sixteenth. It's just calling out lotto numbers where it's been coming. It's like it's like Kino. Thanks, Pat. It's Thanks. like Kino. These numbers: twenty, forty. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah, change it I then because Pat doesn't like it. I can. I'll lock myself in here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> give it to him, Nick. Go on, Nick. Give it to him. Well, see, the, I've had an early bet. I backed Golden Mile early, so. <laughs> the blinkers, the blinkers on. He hasn't worn blinkers since he won on debut. That was my little, um, my thinking. And I like Nash for him as much as I like Kovalika as a horse and have a little love affair with him and, and still spending Queensland Derby winnings. I just I worry about him first up at thirteen hundred when he's going to probably get back with Epsom's and Cox Plates in mind. So sorry, Pat. Um, you've been you've been dudded there, but I'm going to lock in Golden Mile for the Blue Army. Well, it's going to be really embarrassing on your phone when uh, when it wins and you go, I didn't back that. It's on my phone. But what about the sentiment that you two afford to horses with blinkers? Could it could it be because both of you wear blinkers all the time? Yeah, that's right. You that's see, right. <laughs> you Any type seem of to give eight lengths. With... Yeah. Hey, Blake, this, this horse is wearing glasses. Too I mean, blinkers this too weekend lengths. too. Just for the for the <laughs> listeners out there, Blake's a glasses wearer, Nick's a glasses wearer, and they seem to afford a lot of uh, a lot of uh, leeway to horses that are having blinkers put on them. Jeez, Pat, imagine how many lengths you could find if you Who wore glasses. <laughs> and got <Gildan. laughs> 
So have we got it locked in? Who is it? Yeah, Golden Mile. It's the inevitable, Golden isn't it? Mile. This is an absolute really not the inevitable. <laughs> that's a that's a t- terrible decision. Terrible decision. We'll find I, out. I backed we'll you the whole way that last one. <laughs> You're off the rails. Mate. They, in all honesty, though, they were the three horses that I thought were were the winning chances in the race. So um, good that. I might be half on the right page if you three are. BJ, what did you think of the inevitable, mate? Were you you're shaking your head, were you, when I was saying that, or you got him in there somewhere? Oh, just, uh, what, what do you think? I usually put a pen through that Elwick form, you know? Yeah, <laughs> very easy to. Very easy to. <laughs> no, I don't know. The, the, the All-Star Miles good form, like, um, obviously, mm. it, it, it produced the trifecta in the Doncaster, but I don't know. Was that a fluke? Who knows? He wasn't that sort of horse when when he was on the mainland last time, so... Let's just see. It's yeah. hard when David Piriez hasn't followed it up from Tasmania. <laughs> he, he didn't, he didn't uh, leave his book of rides at Tassie behind for it. <laughs> you know his association with the horse is, you know, next level. He never likes to leave that horse, but even he's practical. I'll tell you what, they need it. Uh, poor buggers have got some tax troubles, so um, they could uh, they, they could do with a win. Um, it'll be it'll be the right thing to cheer them up. Mm, yeah, big troubles down there. They've got another runner in earlier in the day too. I think that shot of Irish in race four. So they've they've taken the the, the two the two horses up for the, for the day. It's like it's probably it's just like the when Pat and I companion. go to the races. I take him along with me. <laughs> traveling companions, the pony. <laughs> <laughs> The, the fluffer. <laughs> He's the teaser. Pat makes you feel good when he gets, gets the chat uh, going first. <laughs> Opens the door. <laughs> hey, hey, Pat, go put this bet on for me. Zamet has me running his bets, thinks they're going to crunch the market. Uh, running up to the bookies on $5 each way. Those are the days. They roll them out when Pat has a bet. <laughs> Gee, you're nasty yeah. to me today, Blake. That... That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like more, sir? Uh, all right, dong him. We done? Yeah. All right, putters. Thanks for tuning in. That's um that's locked in. So we've we've gone to the we've gone to Melbourne. We've locked in Giga Kick in race eight at Mooney Valley. We've locked in Attrition race nine at the Valley. And we've locked in Cylinder and Golden Mile in the uh, two races there at Rose Hill for the Blue Army. So hopefully the fill up and um, we keep backing some winners, hey? We usually find something else out wide, don't we? How good are you? That's mine. Uh, looks, the, okay. looks the thing of the day. Yep. Mine's Ber- Berkeley Square in Melbourne. Berkeley Square, okay. Just get on. Fill out up. to 2,000 metres. BJ, we need to pay for yours, so we'll give you a pass. Uh, and, no, uh, no, I don't know. I just, nothing comes. Oh, yeah, no, I'll give one out. Um, the highway. Don't, don't bill us for them. Yeah, that's right. I'll, <laughs> I'll bill you for it, Pat. Um, the highway. Come on, BJ. Let me write it down. Go for it. Just put me on the spot. Miss Thatcher. Get me a new laptop out. Margaret. Number 12. Rose Hill Race 2, number 12. Miss Thatcher. That's my value play of the day at Rose Hill. Sounds good. Just going on names now. Nicholas, you got one for us? Yeah, we'll go um, the time-honoured Doombin Mile. Um, just trying to bring up what race it is. I think it's race race eight there at Doombin on the weekend. I think Hale Manhattan, um, race seven it is, race seven at Doombin. Hale Manhattan, Mark Duplessis on board. Um, he's around that $6, $6.50 sort of mark. He comes out of, I think, the Coffs Harbour Cup from memory, uh, one of the big dance qualifiers. So I think back to a race like this is it's his go. 
Multi him up, boys. Multi him up, punters. Do it responsibly, please. Thanks, punters. See you, boys. Thanks, punters. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks.